Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to Netflix, your weekly guide on what to binge this week. I'm Helen Daly and I'm flying solo here in the studio, but don't worry. I'll be joined by Charlotte McIntyre later in the show, who's got the lowdown on a hot new quiz, Flinch. It's a bizarre, wacky, daring, and it's a complete ride. Charlotte caught up with two of the hosts, Desiree Birch and Lloyd Griffith, to get the lowdown on this new comedy show in a seriously funny and completely exclusive interview. Remember, if you flinch, you feel a pain. And stick around because I'm going to let you know what else is hot on Netflix at the moment. So without further ado, let's get to it. So I'm joined by my colleague Charlotte McIntyre via a very technical phone link. Hi Charlotte. Hiya. How are you? I'm good. So you had the pleasure of catching up with the cast of Flinch. So tell me first of all, what is Flinch even about? So Flinch is a new game show. Um, it's a cross between, I'd say, Jackass and Total Wipeout, mm. where contestants on the show, they just have one aim and that is they're not meant to flinch no matter what is thrown at them. Each show has eight contestants and then at the beginning of each task, the presenters pick which contestant will represent them. And it's very simple. They just pick a wooden spoon out of a bucket and whoever's face is on the spoon, that contestant represents them. Um, And then when they take up the challenge, every time they flinch, they get a point. And the presenter with the most points at the end of the show has to do a forfeit. So you're just trying to, each presenter is looking at their contestant and begging them not to flinch. So they need to pick the like really hard contestants. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's the thing because it's random, but every contestant does the task. So through the show, you get to see which contestants have nerves of steel and which contestants are just petrified of everything. (laughs) So um, who who hosts uh, Flinch? Um, so it's host. Um, it's hosted by uh, Lloyd Griffiths, Desiree Birch, and Sean Walsh. Oh, and it's the first time we've seen Sean Walsh since on television since that strictly appearance. Um, so what what's everyone like on it? The presenters, all three of them, they all get really stuck in. So it's not one of those shows where the contestants are sort of getting the brunt of the pain and the awful tasks and the presenters are just sort of sitting back. They get stuck in. So at the end of each show, um, at least one of the presenters has to do a forfeit. And um, when I spoke to the presenters, um, I was told that Sean was actually the most scared out of the three of them and he was the one who screamed the most. Oh, really? <laughs> I can't imagine it. <laughs> Well, that's the thing, because he's a comedian and you see on the show, he's obviously making jokes quite a lot and, you know, lightheartedly taking the mickey out of the contestants, out of the other presenters. But yeah, I was told that he was the one who flinched the most. <laughs> so in terms of the challenges, I- I'm getting the hint that there's some quite scary stuff and some quite dangerous, maybe. What what kind of things do they have to take on? Well, 
the best way to describe it is you sort of imagine every single fear possible and then imagine it in the kind of craziest way you could even possibly imagine it so it's really weird there are things like flamethrowers um emus rats um one of the um tasks involves uh, rats licking um like chocolate spread off of you oh my god stop it and and then another one is even crazier where it's sort of almost too hard to explain but you're in a sort of suit and you have balloons attached all over you and then if you flinch you get electrocuted and you have someone firing a paintball gun at you all at the same time oh my god (laughs) I've literally just gasped Um, so do you think maybe it does kind of cross a line at some points well I, I actually don't think it does because it's it's always harmless pain if that makes sense yeah. so it's, it's always funny and light-hearted it's never you never watch it and sort of wince and it's never uncomfortable it's just sort of something where you can imagine being in that situation and it's almost the, the fear of it so a lot of the time it's not actually in order to flinch you're not something isn't actually happening to you that is that painful but it's more sort of the anticipation mm. so charlotte if i was going to make you flinch what would i put you in front of Oh, I think, see, I'm scared of heights. So I think anything that involves being at a height and then I think actually I wouldn't be that good at any of them because the the more I think about it, the more I'd flinch. If anything's thrown at me, I'd find it hard not to move. Yeah, no, I'm one of those people that's like, I will just scream at a jump scare. So I think this show is like the worst idea for me. And if they put me near any spiders, that would be it. Well, I'm very jumpy, even in, in horror movies when I'm I'm not even scared. I yeah. don't know what it is about the makeup of me. I cannot help but flinch, so <laughs> I would be terrible at this show. So you're not going to audition for a season two then? No, I, I won't <laughs> be lining up <laughs> for the audition. So um, overall, did you like it and why should our listeners watch Flinch? Yeah, I really liked it and I'm not the best for these shows like this you know I'm not like a diehard fan for this type of show but I really liked it and I think it's because you get stuck straight into it so the episodes are only 30 minutes long and as soon as they start you meet the contestants and then bam you're into one of the tasks and the tasks themselves because like I said they're quite crazy they're a bit wacky and unusual and it sort of keeps you guessing it's not just oh, okay, someone's scared of heights, so we'll put them at the top of a building. There's always something, a a crazy element to them. And I think what makes it really fun is that the contestant, at the end of the show, when the presenter has to do their task, their task is actually more scary than the contestants. Mm. So it's sort of like the presenters get their comeuppance, which I think sort of really rounds up the show nicely. And um, do you think it works on Netflix? And can you see a second season on Netflix? Because when I first saw it, I was like, it it sounds more of like a Channel 4, Channel 5 kind of situation. It, it doesn't sound like a binge-worthy show. But do you think yeah. it works on the format? Yeah, I, I know what you mean. It's sort of like Saturday Night TV-worthy um, on Channel 4 or Channel 5. But I think it does work because it's more like why wouldn't it work I mean everything now is sort of very streamable um I personally watch a lot of stuff on Netflix and streaming services so 
it's one of those things where because it's quite unique on Netflix, there isn't anything that's really like this. That it's very good to sort of just click on, especially on Netflix if you sort of binge watch like a documentary or you're watching something quite heavy, and then you can just click onto this and it's just like a light-hearted way to spend half an hour where you can just sort of relax and and switch off. Oh, it sounds really fun. But I think I'll give it a go. But am I going to flinch watching it? um maybe I think it's one of those things where what you get you're sort of like gasping and like inner flinching because you think well if I was in that situation there's no way I'd be able to handle it or sometimes you think before the task happens you think oh I could definitely take that on no problem and then when you see the contestants actually in the task you know there's absolutely no way you'd flinch and it would be horrible so does an inner flinch count as losing the, the game it's more, I think, if you show any sort of like face, if you move or there's any sort of facial expression, then that's it, you're out. You have to really sort of be their stern poker face. Oh, it sounds really hard. <laughs> it, it's a lot harder than it sounds. <laughs> okay, well, um, thank you very much, Charlotte. And I know that you had the pleasure of catching up with Desiree Lloyd and executive producer Warwick Banks. Sadly, Sean Walsh wasn't there because he had a bad back, right? Yeah, and... Um, talking to those two presenters and work they were really really lovely and they just you could tell how much they enjoyed the show and how much they really liked it which I think makes the show even more of a good watch because you know they had fun doing it oh wonderful let's hear what they had to say then I'm Roy Banks I'm one of the senior producers on the series I'm Desiree Birch I'm one of the presenters I am Lloyd Griffith. I am also one of the presenters. And Sean is ill. Yeah. Well, actually, he slipped a disc in his back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's laid out. Ouch, that's not fun. No, no. not at all. He, no. He's too bad. He did it 18 months ago as well when he was on tour. Oh, so it's he's probably got the a, same. He's, he's got a weird back. Yeah, he's got a weird back. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't help that either. No, no. no we didn't, no. <laughs> okay, so if you could just explain to me a bit about the show itself and how it works. Um, the show is called Flinch. It is a Netflix original. It is a comedy uh, family game show. Um, and I think the best way to describe it is kind of like a mix between Jackass and Wipeout and a, I'd say a little bit of Come Dine With Me. Um, it's uh, madness, I think, is the best way to describe it, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's all of these activities that have been very specifically designed to make a human being flinch, and it is watching people try to resist their evolutionary uh, training in trying not to flinch at things like flamethrowers going off near their head or washing machines flying very close toward their face, um, all kinds of other activities that bring out a very innate humanity in everyone who participates. Well, basically, you, you, you want to stay alive, don't you? Do you know what I mean? You want to yeah. dodge that um, washing machine or kind of like avoid that rat. That and might. even though you know that this has been designed, you've signed a waiver, even, you know, and so you know that they don't want to kill you. Um, and so there's probably no reason for you to be afraid because they wouldn't let that happen to you because it's going to be on Netflix. At the same time, there's no telling your instincts and responses that when, you know, you've got an emu pecking uh, feed from a bib around your neck or, you know, a thing on your, like, you're just going to flinch and it's going to be funny. 
hopefully. <laughs> Did you guys get to try any of the tasks or? Oh yeah, we had to do them based on uh, people that we'd sort of, you know, bet on or placed our hopes in when they ultimately failed us and we had stacked up the most points. Each of us wound up at some point having to do one of the forfeits. So yeah, we, we got involved as well. Every, every, every no episode, one, one of us has to do a challenge at the end. Yeah. Um, and we didn't know what challenge that was at all. And yep. you just have to go with it. Yeah. And you have about three or four minutes if, you yeah. know, between and you're blindfolded, figuring so. out who is lost and therefore who's doing the challenge and then being strapped into whatever you're being strapped into mm. and doing that challenge. So you don't really have that much time to process what's going on. Um, which was great, but also awful. One of those things where it's like a nasty surprise, and you kind of don't want to know, but then yeah. you need you need something to prepare yourself. But yeah, I mean, you kind of got a, a vague idea that probably it's going to hurt. Or, yeah, it definitely hurts. Yeah, yeah definitely like hurts. You, you will probably be electrocuted at some point. So <laughs> that you do now. Dipped <laughs> in a freezing skip, or shot with a paintball gun, or have a goat. No, eat your toes. So you kind of knew that you were in for a bit of a. Oh, I mean, treat's not the right word. Is it? <laughs> a a pain treat. Yeah, pain treat. In for a bit of a rise. Um, but it all happened so quickly. So there's a lot at stake here for the contestants and for you. Yeah. Awesome. Our yeah. contestants just wanted to prove that they've got what it takes not to flinch. These guys had to pick who they thought weren't going to do that. And yes. if they made that mistake and you picked someone that went totally berserk, you ended up having to do the same forfeit. And I mean, that's it, that yeah. beautiful light and dark of it. What and it's say? ultimately very public too. So there is the, in the back of your head, you're like, everyone's watching me. I'd like to try to not embarrass myself. <laughs> and the thing is that like, we get to pick, but it was at random. Like we were, Again, it was very basic. We were just, essentially there were eight uh, wooden spoons in a jug. And it was just luck as to who we got. And it was so annoying because sometimes you get amazing characters who really helped you and sometimes you got characters that really did you up the swanny. So yeah. it, was a, it was a real, even that bit was nerve wracking. Yeah, yeah. Once cool. you knew if the characters were good at doing what they're doing, oh, they're not gonna flinch. You can't like you Or if they were them. terrible and everyone was just like, oh no, I got her this time, ah. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but when you did, the other guys got very vicious when it came to the forfeit. So the other two inflicted on the third presenter. Well, yeah. yeah, so it got a little bit out. Of At some point, everyone suffered, and so we just wanted to see the next person suffer worse than we had. Absolutely, <laughs> it brings out a little bit of the sadist in all of us. <laughs> a little bit of the sadist. <laughs> a lot of the sadist. In the I had so much time pulling. Good, yeah. have a good time pulling that lever when you had the. Oh uh, yeah, with the flamethrowers, like yeah. four inches away from my face. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> Who would you say was the bravest out of the three of you? Desiree, without a shadow of a doubt. Desiree, without a shadow of a doubt. She's a Zen master. Apparently, or at least I wound up lucking out and not getting some of the more intense ones. I don't know how I would have dealt with a rat coming out my face. Yeah, but I guess it's one of those things. I had a rat coming out my face, which I was absolutely fine with, but then a few of the challenges that you and Sean did, like the Eevee one, I think I would probably have lost it a little bit so I would have probably lost it if there were flamethrowers going off behind me my hair is very flammable yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been like I don't yeah. think you prepped this for everyone here actually you no know, I wonder if they're going to be like ah yeah okay um, we're not sure if yeah exactly that. yeah yeah. That, yeah so you just have to just take it really were there any times when you were watching the contestants or each other doing the tasks and you were scared for them 
I mean, every so often when you're like, oh, I know this person has already said that they don't like this and now they're going to do exactly and only this, that you're kind of like, oh, okay, that could be fun. But there were times when you're just like, oh no, oh no, like I really don't want to watch or have to yeah. scream through another one of these. Like, I mean, you were, you were all gobsmacked occasionally. Yeah, yeah. there was, was, was one, one of the concepts in space, you said they don't like heights and don't like water. And then the challenge was that Demeji on the. So he was like, I don't really like heights, I don't really like water. And then the first challenge he had to do was basically him 10 foot in the air on a rotating thing, basically just being dunked into water, which obviously was both heights and water. So you look at that guy and, well, he's going to absolutely hate this, isn't he? And um, he did. He did? Yeah, 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 he did. Yeah, he really hated it. Were there any contestants that really impressed you? Yeah, there was, uh, I'd say three or four over the the series that kind of, you know, you don't necessarily expect, there's one guy called Pinnikin, who I think is a uh, a retired traffic warden in his 60s, 70s, Um, you know, and you just look at him, he just looks like a nice guy, like a really nice guy, but was made of stone. For the most part, unflinchable. Did not flinch at anything. Yeah, laughed in the face, like giggled when certain things happened. (laughs) Just, what has his life been like, you know? (laughs) Yeah, you, you do wonder going, what, what, that. I guess he has been screamed at by very angry Mercedes owners for years. Yeah, know? I guess. Yeah. Well, that's why I kind of, you know, I, I, tried, I got up in his face and started shouting and he was absolutely fine with it. Yeah. And so, but then when the rats came out, then he lost his mind. And <laughs> it was so funny because he'd done two or three challenges and he was calm, so calm as anything. And then basically rats was clearly his again. Yeah. Um, sorry. Well, who's the, the other chap? The so we had, I think we had, five, oh, we had five contestants that didn't flinch at all, yeah. except for one of the challenges. So okay. nobody made it through the series Anything with a zero. Unscathed, yeah. Nobody. Yeah. They, they, it, would? they are designed to find yeah. you out, yeah. you know. And, and I mean, there's only so much you can ever be prepared for things that are unpreparable, I guess, you know. Who was, who was the sick guy who killed the snake? Oh, gosh, what was his name? Oh. And he basically... He, he just joined a queue. <laughs> he, 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 is yeah, that right? He walked into the audition. He didn't know where he was or why he was there. Probably just waiting up in for a, a bus Remote instead. farm in the Northern Ireland. <laughs> and was absolutely amazing. Yeah. Right, what's, the hardest, what's the weirdest thing you've done? He was like, I killed a snake. You're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> okay. You're yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, there was a few that were just, you go, oh, you're not real. <laughs> Did you guys find out anything about yourself that you didn't know? Like, any fears that you sort of walked in and thought, oh, this would be fine, I can handle this, and then when push came to shove, you thought, no, I am actually petrified in this, or oh, it's going to hurt, I don't want to be here. Um, there was only really... I, well, I, basically, I found out that I was claustrophobic, um, and the way I found out I was claustrophobic was by having a quite a large Perspex helmet on um, whilst being shot at. And with balloons on me, wearing a carpet suit, yeah. um, and because I was screaming and shouting, it basically steamed up the, so they couldn't see that I was basically petrified. And at the end, once we finished, I was like, I need to get out of this pretty quickly. I mean, but I just, re- and then actually, since then, I've done a few other things where I've, I've had to wear stuff that's quite close to my neck and throat, and I've been like, ah, it's really. Yeah. So I, I found out that I'm claustrophobic. Pretty, pretty yeah, I think I found out that sounds threw me more than I thought because the actual one with the brass band behind me threw me a lot more than I thought when I watched other people do it because yeah. I was like, well, clearly you know there's going to be drums and cymbals going on behind you, but like once you hear a cymbal crash behind your head, then you develop the fear of hearing it again because that it is anticipation. The, as well. Yeah, the anticipation is usually what does you in more so than the actual inflicting of any kind of pain or or yeah. you know punishment. It's just the 
but like now I I don't want it to happen and the anxiety about when it's going to happen. I think that was the thing is the anxiety of knowing when things are going to happen. You know, you take your blindfold off, you've got like a minute with that to kind of process what's going on. You know, when you can see fireworks on the floor, everyone's wearing earplugs and you're not. Yeah. And they're closer to you than anything. You're kind of going, oh. Yeah. And then it is just the, you know, not to be crude, but the tightening of various bits. Sphincters. <laughs> um, yeah. Just to kind of go, okay, well, that needs to probably, yeah, that needs to tighten and diaphragm. <laughs> yeah. And then it's just going, it's going to go off, isn't it? But yeah. when is it going to go off? And, you know, and figuring out, a bit like mousetrap, what's, what's going to happen in what order? And can I cry? <laughs> sort of no stone is unturned is that every fear seems to be covered oh. yeah yeah in some way shape or form and in, in very inventive ways too that you wouldn't have thought of I mean I how do you find someone who is perfectly uh, afraid of both water and heights and have a challenge that involves both of those things it's so. like the production crew went right what's a pe- what, what are all the fears in the world yeah how can we kind of like make just tick these off on a checklist yeah in a way that we haven't already seen They'd done exactly that, yeah, yeah. So I've learned that this is the UK's first non-scripted show that's going on to Netflix. Mm-hmm. Was there a bit of pressure behind that thinking, right, we've got, we've got to make this really great? I mean, I think that the most of that pressure was absorbed by the production team and whatnot of just that they did a good job of making us feel like, hey, it's just fun to show up. We love what you're doing. Um, also, of course, now we've figured out something else. We've got to like adjust more. But I think that they absorbed a lot of that so that we could be yeah. in the moment. I think what was good is that there was no audition. There was no casting for it. They basically had hunted us, really. Yeah. They'd gone to gigs and kind of like got word like who we were looking for three uh, presenters who with low tr- pain thresholds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, that was just a, an advantage. That I think we had we had that, and that, that, you know, so they kind of found us. So the pressure was off a little bit. Like, going, look, we found you because we want you to do what you do, yeah. but on our program that we'll kind of like you know make together. So there was obviously there was a little bit of pressure, but the majority of it had been covered by the fact that the production com- the production was so good, and the contestants. That's the other thing as well. That, you know, the, those eighty contestants. Thousands of people applied to, to be on the show, and then for them to go through it and you know a real casting situation yeah. uh, to then go right we think these 78, 80 people will be you know the best for it. So there was a bit of pressure, but I think most of the legwork. Done. Oh, what we did in the audition was we put a box on in a, in a room and we said put your hand in the box and then we're going to tell you what's in the box. Of course, there was nothing in the box. Mm. It was the people that made the biggest reactions that we said, right, tick, tick, yeah. tick. The psychology what of, they're there's something in the box, what's in, in the box. box. <laughs> it was just an empty box. Yeah. Yeah, I remember you saying that. And it's that thing, people are going, put your hand in the box. Some people go, yeah, cool, that's it. And you go, yeah. right, we don't need you. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you can too good for the show. Yeah. Uh, go on, leave it. Yeah. They probably thought that doing that would get them in the show exactly. as well. So they thought, oh, be brave. Yeah. Reverse I'm... psychology. <laughs> yeah. But then yeah. you look at then someone like Pinnikin going, he would have he would have eaten the box. Yeah, like, he, he would have the box. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Unless there was a rat on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so where did the idea from the show and how did it become what it became? The idea from the show is quite straightforward, really, which is we we were, we wanted to create a show that had something visible. And what I mean by that is. Slapstick comedy is universal. Because Netflix is the world, we needed something that would translate through all the different regions. And this is what the show is, effectively, is do not flinch, do, do not be a chicken. It's about being that control of yourself. And that's simply it. And we did one taster tape of a brass band and a guy standing there, and it's the giant symbols behind his head. And we just fell about laughing. Once we filmed that, we thought, that's, that's the show. Yeah. That'll work. Yeah, and it did. Was it fun making it and being a part of it? I mean, 
Yes, it was fun in that there was a sort of a camaraderie that developed and um, but like, you know, it is also exhausting. So at some point you're just kind of you're both like dreading what you might be facing on any given day because, you know, somebody, one of the three of us is going to have to do one. And it's always inevitably going to be the day where you're just like, not today, Satan, that that's the day that you're going to have to do one. You know, it just the, the, the way the show's structured, it has a way of like finding you out and finding out like your little thing and it will exploit it. And you just don't want to unravel in front of people. But at the same time, it's often the best thing to do. Just like the, the go. The day where you had properly lost your voice. Like there was no yeah, I was super sick. Yeah. And uh, I think you discovered that you had hay fever. Yeah. Um, and I think it was the day that you got the punishment as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and I'm day in the office. Done. I, it was just done. It All was the planets are lying for us. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. But it, it was it was so fun to do something like that. You know what I mean? Now, obviously, it's been like there's been talk of it. You know, being like Wipeout, being like Jackass, two shows that you know I used to watch as a kid. So to be able to then work on something like that that was quite quite mad and quite animalistic. It was it was a fun. Fun two weeks in yeah. a barn in the middle of bloody nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> Where was it filmed? In a barn. In yeah, somewhere. somewhere outside so, um, of Belfast. Yeah, so they go to Belfast, they go 30 minutes outside of Belfast to a town, then once you get to that town, it's another five, ten five minutes, ten minutes out of outside of town. that, down a, Just on a road, down a track, and yeah. then there was this barn that, you know, you don't ask many questions, do you? Yeah. Um, I mean, farm. you, you we would there. absolutely see a horror film being set in this place. Oh, easily, easily. Um, but they, compl- they, you know, it was, yeah, it was the middle of nowhere. They actually shot Frankenstein in it. Did they? They did actually shoot Frank- scenes in Frankenstein. Wow. Yeah, doesn't surprise me. There you go. Doesn't surprise me. Yeah. There's nothing like those shows like Jackass and, and Wipeout where you're watching, especially when you watch them, yeah. and you think, I could do that, that's really easy. Or, I mean, it is quite we do like to see other people's pain yeah of course yeah. It's, yeah. it's funny but it, I mean it takes everybody down to the same level of we all want uh, control over things over which things certain things we have no control and so even the most controlled people will be facing something over which they have no control and you watch yeah. how much they unravel versus the people who are just like not in control of anything oh that was interesting you know so I think there's something that reduces us all to the same level playing field in a show like I this. also think it's quite slap as well, do you know what I mean? There's something you know silly about watching a man crying because there are rats heading towards his face, or someone getting dunked in a skip full of like sewage. Yeah, yeah. You know, there is you know, and if you go back to like the Saturday Night TV shows, you know, like Noel Edmonds or Dave Benson Phillips, I mean, just gunging people. It kind of it's along those lines. You know, it's it's people laugh at pain. Obviously, you know, <laughs> horrific pain. controlled pain. Controlled pain. Controlled pain. Um, so I just think that's why it works because you know ultimately there was someone that was the butt of a joke and it was. Ultimately, it was one of yeah, us at the end of it. Yeah. You said that Desiree is, was the bravest. Yeah. Who flinched the most out of the three? Well, out of the two of you? Uh, I think it was probably. Well, actually, fi- uh, I'd say Sean, because he's not here to defend himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although you had to do more, you wound up having to well, do, I'm I think, to, more. Yeah, than I'm going to have to Yeah, I'd probably say Sean, actually. I would Mainly say on that emu one. They conducted themselves with professional ease. I was very impressed with all three of them, but Sean definitely screamed the most. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sean definitely screamed the most. And it'd be, yeah, looking forward to rewatching it as well. Yeah. Have you seen some of the clips back? So we, we basically we were in 
because uh, we did we watched it in, in the edits and stuff, so we've seen pretty much everything. Yeah, um, exactly. And we've seen uh, the trailer, and we've seen. Well, I've seen episode one. Oh, okay. Um, I haven't yet. Tune in. I watched it half an hour before it. Before oh, it. wow. Okay. Um, so yeah, we've seen bits of it, but it is it's funny, I think. And are you looking to do another series in the future? I would like to do oh, ten. Yeah. I'd like to do ten series. So many. I, I think I, I just want to see what they come up with next. That would be the thing. Is trying to trying to you know trying to out the guys that came up with this. You know they're going to have to then come up with another twenty. Although there's some of them that are just timeless. Like you could keep doing a classic. Keep yeah, yeah, exactly. There are classics. There are yeah. Change the insurance as well. You need to go up a bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The insurance would be like, right, you didn't say this at the start. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. so, yeah. Risk assessment. Pop risk assessment. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it'd be fun. It was risk assessment. Yes. <laughs> So I'm not massively funny, so I don't really know how I'm going to follow on from that interview uh, from Charlotte and the Flinch gang, but I'll try anyway. So as usual, we're on hand to give you some helpful hints on what you should watch on Netflix next. And there's actually a lot of goodies dropping on Netflix today. So I've rounded up some of the top shows and some other things that you might want to consider taking a look at. So we'll start with All In My Family, and it's a hard-hitting documentary about a filmmaker called How You who made a modern American family himself, but then he faces the dilemma of introducing his same-sex partner and the couple's children to his traditional parents in China. As I say, you know, it's heartfelt, it's an honest documentary, and in this day and age, it's completely unmissable. Secondly, fans of BBC dramas will love Undercover. It's a British miniseries starring Sophie Okonedo and Adrian Lester, and it was first made for the BBC in 2016. It sees a lawyer, played by Okonedo, who returns to Britain and becomes the first black director of public prosecutions. She later harrowingly discovers everything she thought she knew about her husband, played by Lester, is a complete lie. And it was brilliant the first time around. I absolutely loved it and I can't recommend it to anyone enough. Thirdly, Dead to Me. Yes, Dead to Me. (laughs) It's a rather bizarre and witty comedy starring Christina Applegate. So she's playing a fiery widow in search of the person who ran over her husband in a hit and run which killed him. She then becomes friends with Linda Cardinelli, who plays an eccentric optimist who really isn't what she seems. It's the kind of thing that you can just sit and binge quite easily. So that's all for this week. Thank you so much for joining me while I embarked on a solo adventure. And thank you, Charlotte McIntyre, for all of your flinch knowledge. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe, comment and tell your friends about us. Join in with the debate on Twitter, at NetflixPod, where we'll be teasing details of our next episode. And I'm happy to say next week I will have company in the studio because we're going to be discussing Lucifer. It's the highly anticipated fourth season. So following on from hashtag save Lucifer, we've got the lowdown of the new series, the first of which to air on Netflix. Lucifer fans, you absolutely will not want to miss this. I'll see you next week. Bye. (laughs) 